Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Allows you to share 
a special link, your dedicated unique link that will pro- put them on a page. When they click on that link, they'll be able to purchase the Dressing Your Truth program for $99, and they also get a $20 gift card to our online store. That's a super, super good deal. It's an opportunity to share Dressing Your Truth, and you'll also be eligible for different prizes and rewards because you're sharing. And the biggest, you've heard me talk about this the last few weeks, our biggest celebration and reward is if we can reach 10,000 women in our Dressing Your Truth community by September 30th, we've committed to produce the Dressing Your Truth for Men online course. And we're close. We're over 9,000 women. We've got 20 days left, and we need less than 1,000 more women. We're probably at about 9,200. And you can go to the... when Many of you have been getting emails about the Spread the Love campaign. And on the Spread the Love campaign website page, you'll see a image of a gentleman in a suit. And he's like our thermometer, and we're measuring how close we are by shading him in. And I know we've gotten um, into his head. We're probably above his chin right now. And so that's a great opportunity. I hope you'll spread the love. And I know there's women in your life that would be very grateful for you to share this with them. So thanks for doing that. Well, the lines are open for any callers. If you've got a question, it's good to – I'm going to – go as long as there are callers and questions. And so if you've got a question I can help you with, a success story, I'd love to hear your success stories, and I'll share some while I'm waiting for callers to get on the line. I have the... I am very blessed to hear from people every day. Every day of my life I get to hear from people, and their expression of gratitude, their success stories and how well things are going for them. And that's really an honor for me to be uh, the recipient of all those. So thank you so much for those of you that take the time to write in and tell us your successes. And this came in from, this I've had for a couple months. This actually came in in May, and I just haven't had a chance to read it. And this was from a mother who writes, you asked for examples on your radio show, so here's one that happened recently. I took the girls rock climbing on an indoor wall. Neither one of them had done it before. They wanted me to they wanted me to do it first, so up I went. Then Eve, my 6-year-old type 1, was next. I told her that it was fun and exciting and up she went. Lickety split. Mia, my 10-year-old type 2, took more convincing. We have better we have backed off and Hang on just a second. I'm trying to read this without my glasses, and I've decided I just need to put my glasses on because the type is not as big as I need it. So I'm going to grab those right here. All right, here we go. We have better... Anyway, after a little cajoling, she was still scared to go up. I was standing there saying, it's so much fun, you'll love it, when I remembered she's a type 2. So I immediately backed off and went to a lower key. We both looked at the wall, and I helped her map out a plan of how to go up. Then I said to her, take your time and make sure you're comfortable. I'll be here to help and support you. 
I made sure to use the word comfortable with her. Once I said that, up she went without any more convincing. Aha, I felt so good and so did she. This completely shifted the dynamic to one of her wanting to please mom, wanting to please mom, but being scared to one of mom being mom being able to help her and to one of empowerment. She did it in a way that she needed to, and we were both happy. And that came in from Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. That's awesome. And how she recognized to motivate her type 2 daughter was not the same method to that it was with her type 1 daughter. And it was interesting that the 6-year-old, the younger child, actually was able to, because she's less inhibited and, and her energy is more freeform, she went up first and then the 10-year-old daughter just needed to be comforted and supported in her process. So that's a great story. I appreciate you sending that in. Then I had another... Um, this is a little longer story, but it's a beautiful story that came in from a mom about her 11-year-old daughter who was born with a heart defect. And she had open-heart surgery when she was five months old to repair it. And the surgery resulted in needing an artificial pacemaker. And that's, you know, for a little baby to have a pacemaker put in is pretty, pretty big deal. And she actually then, she read my book, Remembering Wholeness which teaches you how to really believe in the possibilities and to have faith and hope and to ask for what you want and to focus on what you want and believe it's possible. And she says, after reading your book in April 2011, I began to focus on her heart's natural rhythm being repaired. Most nights I visualized a white laser light-like scanning over her heart. And in most of my nightly prayers, I asked for her natural heart rhythm to come back. If it be God's will. I stayed positive and calm while doing these two things and always felt God's love enfold me. I also had her put on some lemongrass essential oil on her chest. As I heard it as I heard it restores repair cells, hoping it would restore her A V notes, the heart's natural pacemaker. And this time she had grown to be an eleven um she was eleven years old by the time she was doing this and she had come through, you know, and had survived her initial trauma and had now grown to be 11. She says, my daughter Jessica has annual cardiology pacemaker checkups. Yesterday was her 2011 checkup. While doing the echocardiogram, they noticed that her main heart valve was dilated and large. This can be caused by several things, being anemic, being by a pacemaker for so long, or different measuring techniques from the past. They told her it's nothing to be concerned about as long as she looks and feels good. If it was a problem, it will be a problem when she's older, like grandma age. But by then, I'm sure it will be outpatient procedure. While checking her pacemaker, her doctor started getting excited and told me to get over here and look at this. I jumped up and looked at the machine. Jessica was pacing her heart on her own. Her doctor turned her pacemaker all the way down and Jessica's heart was picking it up. Apparently, she has miraculously grown a muscle. I call it a muscle because I can't remember the proper word she called it. That is bypassing the AV nodes, the heart's natural pacemaker. Hers was damaged during her surgery and is completely dead now and sending a shock to both sides. Her doctor says this is very rare, like 1 in 15,000, and an 
and in all her career, she's only witnessed it one other time. Her doctor described it as magic. I describe it as a miracle, a huge answer to years and years of prayers and proof to how powerful the mind can be if it's God's will. Usually people are born with this muscle, then it goes away as they get older. But for Jessica, it was just the opposite. She was not born with it and just grew it. It would be a problem for anyone with a normal heart, but since her AV nodes don't work, it's working for her like a backup system. Because this new muscle is not the heart's natural pacemaker and it is unreliable, she still needs her artificial pacemaker. This new muscle and her pacemaker are working together, basically backing each other up and easing each other's loads. But it's just good to know that if ever her wires to the pace break, pacer break again or her artificial pacer stops, her heart has the ability to pump on its own and her pacemaker battery life will last a lot longer. And she went on to say that um, although her heart's natural rhythm did not come back, this is the next best thing and the chances of this ever happening are very slim. So this can only be described as a miraculous, be as miraculous, a grace of God. God knows what he is doing, and although I don't understand it fully, I do not doubt him, because with God, anything is, anything is possible. Eleven years ago, I wondered why we had to go through this, but with the help of your insight, I understand that God was helping me grow into the person I am today, and Jessica, too. She is such an insightful, sensitive, and intelligent girl. She knows she is a daughter of God and is loved. So that's a story of how a mom just decided not to agree with what she was told by the doctors and had faith and practiced on a daily basis the the hope and the faith that she had and came to realize a miracle. And I appreciate her sharing that with us. What a beautiful thing. And that she gives me some credit from my book, Remembering Wholeness, which I'm really I'm honored by that, but she just took what I had learned and put it to practice and saw those outcomes from it, which I believe is possible for parents these days to believe in, believe in what God believes in rather than what you're told to believe in from what humans share. And you'll know when you can. You'll feel it in yourself. I've got a caller calling in from 540. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm good. What's your name? Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hey, first off, I want to thank you for everything that you um, do and teach us and everything. It's really meant a lot to me. Um, Thank you. I have been listening to the videos that you have on your blog about helping teachers understand kids of different types. Um, Yes. And it's really insightful um, but I wonder how does that play, if at all, into how a child learns? Like you hear some people learn visually, other people audibly, other people by activity. You know what I mean? So I wonder. Well, I actually get into that in my upcoming book. How each type, like type ones and threes, are going to be more hands-on learners. Okay. And type fours are going to be more visual and audible learners, as well as type twos, because. Um, so each of the types will have a preference for that, and okay. it's just based on their nature because um, the difference is type 1 and 3, their movement moves outward. Type 1 mm-hmm. and 4, it moves inward. So when you have an outward movement, you tend to need to have more physical activity and more expression of the body involved. Okay. But you're usually not one. You're usually, there's 
at least two or three that are working together. Like, I'm very hands-on, but I'm also very visual. Okay. And so, so your secondaries probably come into play, but for the basics of it, uh, the natural movement will just support you in having those learning tendencies. Like a type 1 and a 3 are not going to do well sitting sitting for right. one or two hours straight just listening. Right. And looking at a board or looking okay. at something. I mean, if it's uh, entertaining, if it's a movie, if it's something that has high energy, that's different right. than just a teacher standing in front of the classroom talking about a topic. Right. They'd have so, a, I'd have a hard time with that. It, I'm 54. <laughs> it doesn't end. I mean, it's not like you grow out of it. Right. You know, so, you, you no matter your age, you're still going to have those preferences. It's just, it starts when we're young, so. Right. So if you if there was a large group of kids, would it be beneficial to try to divide them up into small groups according to their type and or learning style? Well, you know, I don't know. It's It'd be interesting. It depends on the topic. Okay. And it depends on um, what the goal is because if you're, you know, if let's say it's reading. Okay. Um, and usually if, it's more just expectations being appropriately set for kids. So a type 1 you know, if they're going to read, reading out loud, being able to talk about what they're reading, if they just sit and read and it's really, really quiet uh-huh. it, for a longer period, it's going to be tougher. But they need the energies of the other kids because we kind of all our energies support each other. Right. And so having type fours in a classroom with type ones is really supportive because they ground these other kids. Okay. These energetics are all interworking. So I, I, I don't know if I'd... I haven't played with any of that. I haven't observed or, you know, I've not been in a situation where I could observe that and study that. Would it be supportive to put all type 1 kids together? My sense is no. It's just knowing what maybe you create as a teacher, you would create some independent time and say, you know, because the type 2s and 4s are going to use that to be more focused and working on things, and maybe the other kids need to have more activities that are hands-on. Right. Right. Okay. Because I, I can't see the value of, I mean, per, I just think there's benefits from being interconnected. Right. That we receive energetically from each other. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I was just wondering because I've, you know, found those those videos you've done helpful and was wondering how they tie into the learning styles and how you would set up different, you know, learning groups. So. Thank you so much for that insight. Yeah, thanks and, for the question. Be interesting and, as this gets out there and becomes more um, into the mainstream. And I'm sure there'll be people that will will explore those variables. Right. It'll be fun to right. hear, see who shows up to do. You know, because I can't do all of it. I'm just <laughs> I'm leading the way. Oh, come and on, so, Carol. You're a doer. It'll be interesting. There'll be those that bring themselves to that. You know, they'll say, hmm. They'll start to apply that and see what works and doesn't, and then we'll get to hear right. from them. That'll be great. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call. Okay. Bye-bye. My next caller is 801-310. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Um, Hi. I I have a success story um, that I shared a little bit on your um, Facebook page. Um, but I just wanted to share it 
over the radio okay. too, so lots of other people can hear it. Just to, yeah. Um, anyway, I had called two weeks ago about my older son not liking my younger son at all. Not yeah. Not to play with him and be around him. Um, mm-hmm. You gave me three suggestions um, to work on. I worked on all three of them because they all sounded right. And within like 24 hours, I mean within a day, it was completely changed around. And uh, my older son was requesting that my younger son sit by him, you know, whereas before he didn't even want to be in the same room when we were eating mm-hmm. with the younger brother. And uh, they, he's also, it's like something has shifted big, too, because he's like a different kid. He's happier. He's a four, and I've always known that fours aren't necessarily happy kids, but he's always been really stressed. And he okay. just seems, like, relieved and happy, and just he can be himself finally. And, uh, you know, he's got a note from his teacher at school saying it was a wonderful week. His oh, teacher nice. at church was like, "He's today was awesome. I don't know what's different. <laughs> That's so cool. So, yeah, he's just been like a completely free boy now. So something so it's still, the, the shift is continuing. It was, it's really held. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Was, what's your sense of the different things that you applied or what's your sense made the made the difference since um people are wondering okay well what did you do because i know <laughs> so, if they listen to the previous show they'll hear what we talked about but well, go ahead and share how you put that into practice okay. the different well, there were there were two you. of them two of them that were pretty big i can't remember the third now but um one was that i was kind of recreating um something that i had with my little sister I had kind mm-hmm. of a similar bout. I just remember, like, setting up blockades of cereal boxes, like, don't look at me, to my little sister. And um, anyway, I just went through that memory, and instead of, you know, being like that, I was sitting beside her. We had figure eights in between us. And, you know, it was just all about love and how much I loved her because we get, a, you know, we've gotten along great for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, so I did that, and then... Um, I also, I think another big one is ever since my older, so my older son is seven, ever since he was about a year and a half, um, we were done with school, we moved in with my husband's mom, Um, she, I'm a two, and she is also a two, and I saw her mothering as weak, because I saw the way her other children were coming out, not so great, (laughs) and I was like, I'm never going to, you know, let my kids turn out like that, and just and I think somehow subconsciously I internalized that a type two mom is weak and so I kind of defaulted to my type three mom's mothering and she was a pretty wounded <laughs> wounded type three um, mm-hmm. so uh, you know I just shifted it to where I can be my type two gentle loving motherly self and fully supported in that and. So between those two, I think they've made just a world of a difference. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it's been wonderful. That's cool, Perfect and that's change. interesting <laughs> because those are things you did with yourself. And most yes. parents would, you know, in most parenting approaches, it's all about how do I need to different change my parenting style directly related to my child, but you changed some things in your own perspective of self, in your own reference to self and it shifted the energy with your child yeah yeah because i I have 
you know, it's been struggle since, like, he was a year and a half. And I have shifted my parenting style to be a little bit nicer because I was just like, this is not me. I can't quite be me when I'm mothering, but this is not me. And now I know why. You know, it just yeah. subconsciously I just wasn't allowing myself to be me <laughs> as a mom. Be your soft, gentle mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the comforting mother they need. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, so it's just completely free to be the – and he feels it because he's, he's very mirroring type child. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he's very sensitive energetically too. And so it's just like – something within me, because I could feel me and my husband both, like our energy just like attacking our older son for some reason. And I uh-huh. couldn't, I, I did those things that you've mentioned, like trying to pull pull my energy off of him and stuff, but for some reason, you know, I just felt we were always attacking, but now I just feel it's it's off and free. <laughs> cool. That's so, great. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. But you're really a great I, mom, because oh, you could call in all the time, you. <laughs> you're really on this, you've been... I expect you to be the first one to buy my book. <laughs> You're really committed. You don't give yourself enough credit. I think you need to be much more, um, you need to give yourself more acknowledgement yeah. for how dedicated you are. You know, if every mother were <laughs> committed as you are to correcting things, you know, really looking at yourself and doing what's best for your children and being really, I mean, that's your sensitivity right there and being really aware of all these details of your children and, you know, be amazing. So you're yeah, such a good role model. You. So I don't think you thank see you. that in yourself as much as there, that it's just so clearly obvious to me that it's the kind of mother you are. Yeah. You do a great well, job. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks thank for calling you. in. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. My next caller is at 740. Hi, that must be me. That is you. What's your name? Oh, my name is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I live in Marietta, Ohio, and I have five children, and I'm getting excited for the new book to come out. But in order for it to be useful to me, I need to make sure I have my children typed the right way. Well, I'll help you. You Obviously, that you will learn how to do that in the book also. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I, I'm assuming that most of the people buying my book have never heard of anything about this, so I've got to square one. All right, all right. Well, then should I still ask my question or just wait? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, I have four sons and one daughter. My daughter is 11, just kind of on the cusp of young womanhood and she's just a sweetheart and she has a lot of one and a lot of four but then I thought well maybe she's a two so um, I'm just trying to um, she's very still but very creative and the clothes she chooses for herself are um, bright colors and she likes colorful things she's very artistic Um, she also notices details of things like she can look at can, a big patch you do, how old is she again 11 okay would you say see this is how you describe and you're you can't you're not sure between type one and type two that's where you're mm, i'm thinking she could be a four though okay well yeah me, um, type one is their initial connection with the word world is social 
They're very socially oriented. They're engaging. With, they they want to connect with people. Um, okay, I don't think I would describe her that way. I would say happy. she's more to herself. Type, type two would be they're the they're the emo- they have the their first connection to the world is emotional. Mm-hmm. They're very sensitive. They're very subtle. They whine when they're not being noticed. They get fussy if they don't their needs aren't being met. They don't know how to they have to be taught how to speak up for themselves. And type fours are very intellectually oriented to the world. Everything is they're everything kind of, they observe everything with their minds. They're very keenly aware. They observe adults. They like to mimic adults because they want to be their own authority. Uh huh. So those are just little descriptives, but it's really based on their movement. Okay. How they move through the world, and and type four children are the only ones that can very successfully um, have solitary time for long periods of time. They actually require it. They can stay very focused. They can sit still when needed at a very young age. Um, they're very, and they're just very. I call them the more serious child. Mm-hmm. They come across more seriously because they're very intellectually based. Now, and they if... want to be taken seriously. They don't. They don't particularly want to be treated like little kids. Like my grandson, when there was a baby in the house, he, you know, it was really important that he be considered the brother now, the big brother. Says I'm not a baby anymore. I'm a, you know, I'm the big brother. Mm-hmm. I'm not. There's a baby now, not me. <laughs> All right. None so of those these are just simple are... things. But once you have the book, you'll, uh-huh. you'll definitely be able to see her type. Now, since she's 11, um, I just wonder, I, my younger children, I, I feel like they're more genuine to what their real nature is. I just wonder how much, like, my energy or, I mean... It, yeah, there's she, definitely <laughs> some of that coming into okay. play um, when they're older. But they're still young enough to hold their own, and I think children are being born so clear in this energy and this expression. They're less likely to be altered by their parents these days. Well, anything nice. they're going to fight you to be true to themselves you're you're going to have if you're parenting or interfering you know you're going to see a very stressful child if your approach to them it's not going to be go unnoticed in today's mm-hmm. world children just aren't going to play the same games of denial that previous generations have they won't deny themselves of themselves they're going to you know, and the, what that looks like is if a child is not being acknowledged, honored, and parented true to their nature, then you're going to have a lot of parent-child conflict. And the older they get, the more distancing the child will mm-hmm. choose to make from their parents. Well, that's more good. and more want to be with their friends who mm-hmm. accept them. Well, that's so. what I'm trying to prevent by learning <laughs> all this about them. So far, we don't have too many conflicts other than kids not wanting to do chores, which I guess is is pretty minor. But, um, yeah, do you have a long list of people today, or can I throw out another one? You can throw out another question. Oh, good. Um, I was listening. I'm, I'm a type 3, and I was listening to, uh, I don't know if it was a video you did with Sarah or another parenting show, like All Things Type 3, uh-huh. And you said that a type 3 child, like, they would, 
if you prevented them or got in their way, you would just kind of go around them. And I feel like um, it really struck me as I think I do that in my marriage. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I I think that um, sometimes I see my husband as someone I have to get around because he doesn't like my ideas or isn't on board with it. And I want to eliminate that because that is not very um, good. <laughs> Um, I just wondered what, I'm reading the Remembering Wholeness book and things like that. What particular um, thing can I do to to see him more as my partner than something I have to, um, like a roadblock? Does he understand the profiling? Well, um, we've talked about it. And he understands your nature? Does he understand (laughs) your need to just take swift action on different things in your life? Um, I I would say he's a type four and the discussions we've had about it are pretty much him saying I I don't think everyone should be put into a box. I don't think this, everybody's different. So he's pretty close to the idea. Um he was really upset when I was trying to decide types of children and things like that. So I'm just trying to kind of do it on my own, and and as I've made improvements with myself and really understanding him, I think he's seen a difference, not relating it to this, but just like like his closet. I He, he teaches, um, a, he's a professor at a college, and he complained. He said, well, I have all these clothes. I don't know what to put with them. And so I went through and just made his closet all type 4, and he's like, wow, this is great. And and so all, like, the type 3 browns and greens I had gotten for him, I, I took out. I, I liked them, but he didn't, I guess. And then, um, so I well, think... I'm, curious, that, I'm actually questioning if you're... If, if, see, you don't sound like a type 3 to me <laughs> with how you're handling this. You uh-huh. sound like a type 1. Okay. Have you considered that you might be a type 1? Well, actually, I have because I, I actually talked with Christine on the Facebook page a little bit about it because I was out in Utah this summer, and so I got my hair cut there with the new Nicole. And yeah, what she, did you think? She really thought I was more like a type 1. Yeah. Um, you just don't sound like a type 3 to me. Oh, really? I know type 3s. And if I had a, you know, I've dealt with having, yeah, you don't, you just, you get angry. You just say, you're not going to, you're not boxing me in, man. You know, you're not, well, that's you, you why sound I very it. accommodating mm-hmm. to your husband. A type three is going to push on that, man. We're going to get, quite honestly, we're going to get pissed. We're going to go like, like, uh-uh. If I push against you know, everybody and we're not but be him. so cordial. You're, conge- you're congenial <laughs> in your manner. You, you you know, you're very congenial, which is type 1. And, see, type 3s will push, will push. And a type 3 married to a type 4, that's pretty big energy trying to work itself out. Well, and you we, sound like you're very adaptable and very accommodating. And your husband doesn't take you seriously. 
and that's really, un, you know, and that's very classic. Type fours treating type ones like, this is ridiculous. This is silly. Another one of your silly things, <laughs> like they're the parent <laughs> and you're the child. Now, see, that's making me mad, Carol. I don't huh? like hearing those things from you. That's making me mad. I'm like, no, I'm not yeah, like that. Yeah, but that's that. what plays out. That's what plays out, and you and you deal, and you just learn to, and you you comp, you learn to live in that mediocre condition, and because it's so much conditioning through the years that that's, you don't want to rock the boat, you don't want anyone to be unhappy, so you have such high degree of ability to adapt that you keep adapting, but it's a sake of your own piece, your own well being. And you're an equal adult, an equal par- partner, an equal parent, where you get to say, well, this is important to me, and I would appreciate it if you'd not put it down. That's offensive to me. This has helped me a lot, and it's helping me better be a better mother. If you'd like to participate, I'd love for you to learn really what it's about because your conclusions are not correct because you haven't studied it. And that's being an e- adult. That's being an adult to the other adult, saying, I'm an adult too, I'm a parent, I'm your partner, and I'm going to speak like an adult. And your judgments of this are offensive to me because it's helped me. And quite honestly, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he hasn't taken time to study it. Right. He's drawn a conclusion based on his own nature, (laughs) which is a type 4, which says, I'm a know-it-all. And that's, I'm sorry, but that's how they come across then. Because it's like, you you know, what do you know? You have, you, How can you make that, how can you conclude that when you've not given it any, you've not even looked at it? So my sense is you're probably a type one. Okay, I want you to really consider that. And that's going to bring up some stuff for you. But better now than in five years when you're still not happy. Right, right. Well, the it's whole thing is... time to look well, at all that and go, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I need to have an equal say in my family and what I value. I don't care so, if it's about my stuff or whatever. It could be about mm-hmm. a lot of things. I'm not saying this just so you have this voice of uh, reason and sensibility because of my material, I think you need it for probably a lot of different things that you care about in your life. Mm-hmm. That you need to, that it's time for you to find your way of expressing that. Type 1s and type 2s do not like to confront people. It's tough. It's very contrary to your movement. What I like and I've said this before, I've said it recently on the show. Don't think of it as confrontation. Think of it as bringing awareness. Bringing awareness. Shedding more light on things. Mm. Opening things up rather than closing them down. Because that's what your type one, ener- type 1 energy does that. They close things down? No, you open it up. Open it up. Type 4 try to close it down when they're resistant. So like, you said 1 and 2, but... I mean, when I read the book, I really wanted to be a two in the first place, and then I was reading saying, oh, I'm afraid I'm a three. I know I'm a three. Threes really bother me, so I must be a three. So <laughs> I don't know if that would be the, how you would come to that conclusion. Well, no, they, it was like... Just, 
type threes may just bother you because they've been telling you what to do too. <laughs> but I don't want to set up with type fours and type threes. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying maybe you're just really tired of all these these people that have these you know energies that the world seems to cater to. And you're 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 the you know if you're type one you're the energy that's kind of like overlooked in the adult world. But I don't I don't I, I don't know I I have a lot of go get 'em leadership qualities. I mean I'm making jam while I'm talking to you. I do things. Yeah I know, but that big um, like you know what every every type can do stuff like that. That's not a that's not a factor. I'm I'm noticing your movement. I'm noticing how you express yourself. I notice how sweet you are. I notice that you don't have that attitude that type threes have, you know, unless you're so seriously repressed, you know, that, that you've got a lot of healing to do. But I just don't think you'd hide yourself that much from me. I think you can be authentic with me because I, I understand people. See, I'm just noticing how you express yourself. And I'm not noticing the push. I'm not noticing that <laughs> that heavy-footed energy that type threes have. Your your energy feels light to me. All right. My, you know, type ones can make jam while they're talking to me. <laughs> Pretty possible. Yeah. Man, why can't I just get it right? You're funny. <laughs> you know what? I think you want to have, consider the possibility in your situation. The reason a type one would want to be a type three is because you want... It's like you're deep in, you want to be taken seriously, you want to be given credibility, you want your husband to respond to you and say, "Wow, what cool thing have you found next?" Cuz you're awesome and man, I really am receptive to what you bring to our lives. So you think maybe if you're type 3, you're going to be seen with that, you know, like that's a more because you want, that's what, you know, what do you want? You want you want your spouse, you want your partner to to be involved. You want them to talk about your children's nature. Maybe you don't even have to talk about numbers. I don't care about the numbers. That's just because it's easy to classify it, you know. Well, that's how I got around it, by talking to him with, like, we have a son who's a two and he's sensitive. And, and we've really seen a lot of progress with him when I've talked about, you know, type two things about he needs to be comfortable. He needs, you know, the yeah. tags cut out of his shirt and, yeah. and things like that. So I have been able to talk about it in that way as long as I don't frame it, like you say, with the numbers. You know um, what? And even if you do say, look, I'm okay with it. If you're not, then don't. But it works for me. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You're still not having, you're still working around so much. Uh huh. And you just, and, and that's just confining. Because you can't just be free. Freedom is so necessary for type ones. And you, when you got to watch what you say, watch how you say it, watch how you move, watch what you do, you just stop. You know, that's true. Not I'm fun. always Life's thinking that I don't say it just right because he's so particular about what word I say. Like if I say, oh, how was this or that, and if I don't use just the right word, it's like... I, I I don't know that. Yeah, you gotta be okay with come with replying. You know, again, you you get to show up now. You get to choose your space in the partnership. It's kind of like there. You know, you keep shrinking down 
it's time for you to take your space back. It's like, I get to be me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just going to gain weight and get depressed if you don't do this. <laughs> you will, because you will have to have some area in your life where you're going to say no one's telling me what to do, and that will be with food. But how is that different from a type 3 that says no one's going to tell me what to do? Because we will say you're not telling me what to do. <laughs> we will react. So, like, Start how wounded would say, I have to I'm be? I'm tired of you telling me what words to use. Stop it. <laughs> so, but if I were a wounded 3, I mean, how wounded would would I have to be to make? Because, I mean, I am, No, you can't you hold know, back reactions. Not in today's world. You can't hold back the way a type 3 can react and the anger that comes up. There's too many things opening up our energies to try and prevent it nowadays. It's going. That would be happening. So, anyway, there's some things for you to um, consider and yeah, really I get honest with yourself. Re-listen to this again. <laughs> well, Listen to myself. Get honest, be willing to be honest with yourself and not avoid what you need to look at in your own self. And mm-hmm. be really on- get really honest with, you know, how happy are you? How free do you feel? How much support do you feel is happening in your life for you to be you? You know, and that's all, again, based on what you believe is possible. So it starts with you. If you can't love and support yourself for who you are, then nobody else can either. That's all secondary to your ability to do that. You're looking for yourself for you so you can love that self. That's Mm -hmm. what's most important. Well, I feel like I'm pretty great most of the time, whoever I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds... You just, just... I wouldn't be picking up on this. I'm really clear on reading energy. No, oh, Carol, I trust you. And you I'm know what I'm saying? That I'm very, yeah. very, very, it's very, very rare that I'm picking up, that I'm not <laughs> picking it up correctly. Because I have no vested interest. Right. You know? I so why is energy. it so hard? Why is it so hard for people? Why? I mean, I don't have anything against ones. Why do I just not think that's me? I mean, it's not like I don't want to be that. I mean, sure, that'd be great. I can go that way. How fun. But <laughs> I I just, I I don't understand what part of me is not accepting this. Well, I mean, my did, practical nature, I don't know. I'm really practical well, and, and resourceful. And we create a lot of defenses to get ourselves through life, to manage the deeper underlying beliefs and emotions that are that are scary that that we had to repress throughout our developmental years because it wasn't you know we just had to do the best we could in the environments and by the parents we were raised by so there's a lot of emotional discomfort that will come up whenever we aren't seeing ourselves and we then start to see ourselves what comes with that is a lot of emotional stress we've never cleared. A lot of hurt. A lot of just stuff. Just stuff we've accumulated through life. And so the mind's job is to try and keep that at bay, keep us from feeling all that. The mind thinks it's helping us. The the mind thinks if I can just keep all that emotion buried, we'll be better off. You don't want to feel any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just 
keep busy. Keep doing. Keep making that jam, you know, (laughs) because, you know, I can't. What's going to happen if I feel all this emotion? Oh, my gosh. And I get stuck in it. I don't, you know, it's like being four again. Uh And you have to, you have to heal your four-year-old. You got to heal your six-year-old. You know, that's where all that stuff's coming from. That's the parts of us that have never been set free. Every time I do a one-on-one coaching session with anyone, I always am able to zero in on what age they shut down, what age they bought into the lie, I can't be me. Uh It might be infants for some people. It might be 10 years old, but I can tune in and go, whoa, that age is when you decided you couldn't show up being who you were full on. Now, it doesn't mean you quit being yourself. It's just you started to watch it. Mm-hmm. You started to kind of watch out. Okay, i got to watch how I, what I say. i got to watch how I act. i got to be careful because I seem to upset people. So that happened when I was four, or did you just throw four out? My sense, four year old. It was four, I sense it was four years old for you. Huh. I have a four-year-old on right now. Level, I have a four-year-old a one. I have a four-year-old one child, my youngest child. He's four. He's one. This will be great. We can be four together. (laughs) That's right. It's real simple to adjust it. You do a visualization. You go meet your four-year-old and you tell her who you are and that you're her all grown up and that you're old enough to be your mommy and you now are setting her free and you're her newfound parent and you love her and she gets to be her true self and she doesn't have to carry this job anymore. She doesn't have to do this job of trying to be someone she's not. She can just be free, be four, be a four-year-old. That's a, that's a part, those are the parts of us in our psyche that carry out these, these jobs, is what I call them. The job mm-hmm. of our dysfunction, you know, they, the, the, the old programming, the old conditioning, and you set them free. And well, they get we'll to, have to find and that energy then. all comes home to you. So you free up that energy. It'll, it's a, you get to be that energy now in your current life. And you get to be the adult, handling your adult life instead of feeling like you're a four-year-old that doesn't know what to say to your husband. See, that's what happens when we oh, play out these so roles. Great, though. I, I hate to say things about I him. No, it's not intentional on his part. It's just what we do. That's what we do. He's not waking up in the morning going, how can I control my wife? It's just how the energies play together when we're not consciously choosing to create something different. It's just a dysfunction of what happens in relationship, you know? Everybody's doing it. Except me and my husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah you guys are so perfect, really I'm that. sure. We've done a lot, a lot of work, though, so. Yeah. Well, we finally got to a place where we're like, oh, we're both adults and we're both in charge of ourselves. And yeah. who am I to tell you what's right for you? Right. So, it's taken quite an effort to get here, but we are here and we hope that we can. Um, our energy is being offered as a template for all relationships. Because <laughs> we really are in that place that we're like, it's an, I am not, you know, and if I need you to be a certain way for me so I feel better about myself, I've got to look at that because mm-hmm. that keeps you in bondage. And I need you to change to make me feel better where that's not okay. I need to change. I need to look within myself, go within and take care of that 
So I'm free, and I respect and honor you. And you're rather what I'd call a needs-based relationship to a want-based relationship. I don't need you. I want to be with you. Mm. That just takes, that's all, there's a process, that's just healing what's there in your life. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, another caller I'm going to get on before the show right. is over, but thank yeah. you. We talked about a lot of different ways of looking at this today, and that's what that's my feedback to you. I have not met you. I'm not seeing you in person. <laughs> what I'm picking up on, though, is what I've shared, but it's your, it's you're meant to know who you are. Um, I've just given you an opportunity to look at some things differently and hopefully shift some things in your life that will All support right. you. Well, I appreciate that. I'll get to work on my homework then. All okay. right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, Carol. Bye-bye. One more caller from 801. You're live on the show. Hang Ms. on. Shemaine. There you are. Hi. I just Hi. say your name again. Shemaine. Hi, Shemaine. Um, I am a type 4, and I have uh-huh. a type 4 13-year-old daughter. Um, she has a secondary, too. And she is having trouble with obsessive thought patterns, um, especially okay. school-related. Like if they read a story at school, she'll come home and think about it, and she can't turn it off and then can't get to sleep at night. And Okay. It's been going on for a couple of years, and she's now at the point where she's saying, I need help. And so I'm calling to see if you have some suggestions for us. I do, and I'm sorry that she has to experience this because that's not fun. How old is she again? She's 13. Okay, because that's young to have your mind be so overactive. There's a couple. um, There's one technique that I've taught for many years. um, It's called eye-patching, and our left, our eyes are connected to both sides of our brain. For example, our left eye is connected to the right hemisphere and our right eye is connected to the left hemisphere. Her her brain is getting stuck in, um, there's four brainwave states, beta, theta, beta, alpha, theta, delta. You can be awake in beta, alpha, theta, you're only asleep in delta. Beta is that high, highly active, um, very left brain cognitive thinking process. She's getting caught in that high brainwave state okay. for beta, which is really running her left brain. So if you'll patch the right eye, it creates a blank screen. It won't have the same effect if you just close the right eye. The right eye has to be open and patched with an eye patch. And it won't. Okay. You need to seal it so there's no light coming in. Because what it does then is it shuts down any stimulus to the left brain. And it actually allows the left brain to go into slower brainwave states. Okay. So I'd recommend the eye patching would be very supportive. And then phosphatidylcholine is a um, supplement you can buy at like a health food store. Okay. It does have a benefit of stopping racing thoughts. Okay. And I've used it myself. Um, I would think um, as far as... I work with a company called, and I've mentioned them before, they're called uh, New New Hope. Let me make sure I've got the right name here. 
and they um Go yeah, my, I remember you mentioned it, but I can't think of it either. I'm going to go grab the bottle out in my kitchen. Um, the reason I suggest them is they have a great support staff, and they have a couple pro- – I'm on their Empower Plus. It's a mineral, high-dosage mineral supplement that helps uh, maintain proper brain, brain chemistry because I've been prone to depression for um, a lot of years of my life, and it's really – it's true hope, true hope. Okay, true hope. And they, their Empower Plus is a really good product, and they do sell phosphatidylcholine. But I'm suggesting you talk to them because they're so versed on brain chemistry. Okay. And they'd be able, you'd be able to have a conversation with them and say, "This is what's, I mean, you know, my daughter's experiencing. I heard about the phosphatidylcholine, but they know their products really well and what conditions they'll um, help remedy." Okay. That I would do that, even if you went and bought. I mean, I don't know price-wise if it's cheaper to go get it at a. Um, they'll be able to recommend dosages too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Where if you just go to a health food store, you're kind of left to your own yeah. sources. Of, <laughs> right. But because they're the go-to when it comes to brain function and brain chemistry and alternative approaches through um, their whole philosophy is that the, they've studied and they've actually got studies coming out where they've done some very you know, very specific scientific studies to show the evidence that people that have these, that are prone to these things, um, have a need higher doses of certain nutrients mm-hmm. to help create balance. My son, who's a type 4, had this tendency as well, and he would get really depressed because he kind of followed the the family pattern of depression, and I got him on the Empower Plus, and then on the phosphatidylcholine, and things seem to have shifted. Then he'll tend to go off it, and I said to him, you know what, maintain a, um, just maintain, maybe you don't need as much now, but just keep it going, because what we tend to do is feel better, and then we'll think we don't need it, and then things cra- the system crashes again. Right. <laughs> but the eye patching is going to help teach your brain, too, to just turn off. It's just, it doesn't know how to turn off. Right, that's what we found. Is she just she cannot stop it, and then she can't yeah. sleep. And I've yeah. tried all sorts of you know, I've tried spinal flushes and all sorts of tapping, and and I can't get it to turn off. So no, these are this is yeah. I try these two things come to mind. So okay, great. I so uh, oh, appreciate it. And let me know. Um, I'd love to hear back from you in a month okay. or so if you try try these approaches, but. The key thing with the eye patching, just put it on for 15, 20 minutes. And she can even put it on if she's going to bed at night and just keep her eyes open and things will start to chill. You know, she'll start to go into a slower brainwave state. Okay. That would be really helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thank you to everyone that called in today, and uh, I wanted to announce that I'm traveling to Washington, D.C. I'll be there tomorrow night. I am hosting a meet-and-greet at the DuPont Circle Hotel at 7 p.m. If you're in the D.C. area, come by and meet me. I'm going to be in the lobby. We've done a couple of these when I've traveled because we do have um, followers, fans, and community members in all over the world. And so, hey, I'm there. Why not? Let's see if we can hook up at the... Do, I'll give you the address to that, which is, um, okay, where is it? Real quick here. Door, the DuPont Circle Hotel. 
is at 1500 New Hampshire Avenue Northwest in Washington, D.C., 7 p.m. Hope you can make it if you're in the area. I will not have a show next week. I'll be back live in two weeks. Thanks for being a part of today's show. For more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show.